In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus, Word of God, reveal more of yourself to us through your presence in the Bible. Led by the Holy Spirit, guide our time of reflection. May it increase our desire for you in the Scripture and in the sacrament. Amen. Listening to our first reading at Mass this weekend might seem a bit like hearing Marlin is trying to find his son Nemo without ever hearing how Nemo got lost in the first place. Our first reading picks up at the very end of a much longer story involving a Syrian general named Naaman. Naaman has leprosy, but he's told by way of a young slave girl to travel to Israel because there, a prophet named Elisha might be able to help him. When Naaman travels to see this prophet, Elisha sends him a message from outside his home and tells him, Go and wash seven times in the Jordan, and your flesh will heal, and you will be clean. Now, Naaman thinks this is about as appropriate as telling someone with a broken leg that he should eat some chicken soup, because he expected Elisha to come out of his house, say some prayers over him, and put his hand on the leprosy. Nonetheless, Naaman's servants say, look, what do you have to lose by trying his advice? And that's where our first reading picks up. Naaman went down and plunged into the Jordan seven times at the word of Elisha, the man of God. Miraculously, this cures Naaman of his leprosy. So he returns to Elisha and admits, Now I know that there is no God in all the earth except in Israel. Naaman wants to give Elisha a thank you gift, literally a blessing, but Elisha refuses. At the very end of their conversation, Naaman does something which might seem odd to us. He asks if he can take two mule loads of earth. In other words, Naaman wants to take home some Israelite dirt as a souvenir. At the time of this story, people believed gods could only be worshipped in their own territories. For example, the Israelite god could only be worshipped in Israel, an Egyptian god could only be worshipped in Egypt, and so forth. Because of this, Naaman wants to bring a little bit of Israel back with him to Syria. The humor in it all is that not too long ago, Naaman was very angry that Elisha wanted him to bathe in this land. But now, Naaman wants to take the land's very dirt. This sentence will have a lot of seconds, but many scholars believe that the second half of our second reading, which is St. Paul's second letter to Timothy, was an ancient baptismal hymn. In it, Paul famously says that if we have died with him, we shall also live with him. Prior to this hymn, however, Paul relates as being bound with chains like a criminal, and then uses a clever turn of phrase to describe how the word of God cannot be chained. In the excerpt, Paul also calls Timothy to the virtue of endurance. Endurance was a highly prized virtue among Greek philosophers in the time of Paul and Timothy, and some of them even thought of endurance as the highest of all virtues. In this spirit, Paul is telling Timothy to strive for endurance in his ministry as overseer of the church in Ephesus. In our gospel, St. Luke recounts for us a story in which ten lepers are healed by Jesus. But at the beginning of the story, Luke doesn't refer to them as ten lepers. No, rather he says that they are ten leprous men. The difference might seem small, and Luke actually does this with other characters in the gospel too, such as the paralytic brought in on the stretcher and the garrison demoniac. It's a subtle distinction that recognizes each person's fundamental dignity as a person. These men had leprosy, but they weren't lepers. They were men, just like all other men. The life of a leper at the time of Jesus was tough, not so much physically as it was socially. As we've talked about before on this show, Numbers chapter 5 describes how lepers were required to stay outside habitable places, and then Leviticus chapter 13 instructed lepers to shout out a warning at others that they had leprosy. The only hope for a leper's return to society was to visit a priest who could certify he or she was clean. 
only the priest was the one who could verify that a leper no longer had leprosy. They were sort of like purity inspectors. It's with that in mind, then, that Jesus tells these ten lepers to go and show themselves to the priest. On the way, we're told that they were healed. And so most of them just continue along to the priest who could then verify and sign off on the healing. But one turns back to Jesus and begins to give thanks to God for the healing. The whole twist of the story is when St. Luke reveals that this one returning leper was a Samaritan. You'll recall that Israelites considered Samaritans kind of second-rate Jews, if at all. Yet as with so many stories contained in his gospel, Luke includes this one, too, to show how no one is outside of Jesus' salvation. So that's it. That's your Sunday setup for this 28th Sunday in Ordinary Time in Year C. May this knowledge of the story behind the scripture allow you to encounter Jesus Christ in a new way this weekend. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.